Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Good. Sometimes it's like I had meat. one beer there and I feel like I've been poisoned. I feel like I have botulism. It's the it's the lines. Mm, Sometimes sure. I drink there, I wake up in the morning and I just learn to turn to my wife and go, I feel anxious. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. And does she say, well, you better get stuff done today. Yeah, she goes, well, I hope you're not too anxious to empty the dishwasher. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't suck my dick anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she does. I'm just kidding. Please edit all this out. This is. I hope this isn't in there. I'll, I'll no. be on a list. Top of show. Top of show. show. Welcome to Sidework Podcast, you guys. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Oh my God, we got James Dunn sitting in again today. Five Timers Club, I think. Oh, it yeah. might be. Yeah, you I think did so. It. We should add it up. I need a jacket. Maybe I'll get a gift. Uh, and also sitting in with us today, our dear, dear old, old friend, not like decrepit, but is, and we've known huh. him a long time, Al Samuels. Yes. Yes. Here he is. Here he is. doesn't play. Hey, everybody. And I was thinking about it uh, yesterday, how long we've all known each other. I mean, it's it, we're, we're approaching 20 years. We're approaching 20 years, and I always am, um, anytime Al Samuels comes up when it comes to me and Andrea, I mean, we know you and love you as a coach of our comedy Comedy. I'm, quote not, I'm not quoting that shit. Mm. No, I'm saying comedy. <laughs> you know, we were in a group called Fart City. Um, Social Grenade, that was social amazing. Yes, Social Grenade. But since this is a podcast about jobs and the weird things we do for money, I remember when Andrea and I pretended to know what we were doing when you hired us for about one day to like help you with your yeah. creative company. Yeah. That's right. And then we didn't. We got didn't let go. We didn't know what to do. All we did, you're, you were like, uh, you were like, like, just clean this area and we were like you made it we cleaned like the back of your like your, uh your, your brownstone in porch. chicago it was like three season porch we organized and we sort of did it but then we found a label maker we found we a put labels on everything uh-oh <laughs> yeah you left That's us alone right. for like three hours and you came back and i was wearing like a phone cord as a fun scarf and we like we had basically turned all of your stuff into costumes oh, and yeah it was like we added water after midnight. Yeah, like, oh, there they go. And then <laughs> sure. we didn't get asked I back. I we also that. we drove to Cleveland to tell to sell T-shirts. Remember? Oh, is that the my bush stinks? My bush stinks. stinks? <laughs> <laughs> Your brilliant, brilliant pet uh, rock I mean, idea. This so this was what was it? When when did Bush? Two thousand four. So yep. it was when Bush was running against John Kerry, and uh, there was a, I found a picture. There's some picture of uh, Colin Powell who's in uh, behind George Bush, who's kind of laughing. And Colin Powell is holding his nose, and so he's like, he sort of smelled something. It's just a weird picture. I don't think he meant to make this face. But it looks like there's a horrible smell emanating from George Bush. And so I was like, ah, oh, million-dollar idea. We'll make T-shirts, and we'll take this, and we'll, above it, we'll just put My Bush Stinks. And that was going to be the big, the big selling shirt. Um, and then I forgot you guys went to Cleveland during some rally to sell, right? I, yeah, I think it was uh, Springsteen was playing that, and we got it, there. Oh yeah, it, it was rainy and shitty, and we got on the road late. Yep, and, and we got we, there, and it was over. Yep, we missed it completely, <laughs> and we came <laughs> bursting out of Emily's car, all females wearing t-shirts that said <laughs> "Bush Stinks." Perfect, <laughs> running down the weird downtown area of Cleveland. <laughs> we sold like two of them, and then. I don't know why, Al. 
everyone else just pointed and laughed. Oh, we also so. I think we gave a couple to a couple homeless gentlemen. Also, speaking <laughs> of, uh, there's an arc to this. As I think, there's an arc to the story. So I had I don't know maybe 500 or more left over. Yeah, over. They were at my brother's house in the suburbs, and he was like, "What, what do you want? What do you want to do with these my bush stinks T-shirts?" Which is a, not a line you hear. I mean, you hear it a lot, but you don't hear it all the time. And so I was like, yeah, "You know what? Just give them away." And so he he I didn't I never heard of what happened to them afterwards. But uh, like a few months later, in front of I.O. Improv Olympic, the comedy theater that we did our show at, there was a homeless guy crossing the street with a shopping cart in a fucking My Bush T-shirt. My life's work is complete. (laughs) This is it. Q single tier. I had a I had a a, my own personal stock of those because I was like, hey, you want these back? And you were like, no, you hold on to them. That's what you told me, Al. They'll be back. So I think I I definitely like gave them as white elephant gifts for a while. God, I wish I wish I would have kept just one. That was they were all. ringer tees, right? They were ringer tees, mm-hmm. yeah. Back yeah. when, back when, yeah, ringer tees and you know, vaginal smell t-shirts was. <laughs> but uh, so 2004. I had you guys that. gotten there a little earlier, maybe the election would have gone differently. <laughs> I whatever. Know, that was a rough one, but that was really my first uh, deep dive into politics, <laughs> <laughs> hitting the road and uh, really standing up for America and what I yeah. felt was right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're making then a difference. Hitting, then just getting right back in the car and hitting the road again. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, it is time for some server-submitted stories. So, Brian, you don't even need to put in the music this time. He will. Nice work, man. This one comes to us from at Instucken. Hey, guys. I'm a longtime Chicago bartender who still has PTSD from serving idiots and animals. Your pod helps me block out the noxious fumes of the Jackson Tunnel on my morning commute. I have endless serving stories. But your dirty on the side reminded me of this one. I was working at a cocktail lounge, and we frequently get crowds of what we named the Real Housewives of Lincoln Square real peaches one of the housewives ordered a dirty but when i asked her for her vodka preference she asked if she could sample her vodkas she missed my tone when i asked i'm sorry you'd like a flight of vodka first of all lady i could put skull in your martini and you're not going to know the difference after i add an ounce of olive brine to it Secondly, you want to sip on a five to five to seven ounces of vodka before you have a, a basically straight vodka cocktail. I smiled sweetly and told her, of course, of course we can do that. <laughs> Went behind the boor- bar and poured five shots of Tito's. <laughs> I, I explained to her the subtle differences of each of the vodkas and said I'd be back in a moment. She's an asshole. I love it. She said she liked the smoothness of North Shore. I then proceeded to make her a Tito's dirty. The table of housewives later lit one of their friends' hair on fire, trying (laughs) (laughs) trying to get the lighting just right for the gram by using the tea lights from every fucking table. I hate people. Cheers, Nick. Oh. This might be one of my favorite server submitted stories of all time. Does he know we're sponsored by Tito's? Or does he not know this guy would be a blast to work with. I think it's a, I think it's Nick or Nicole, uh, just from the. Oh, okay. And yeah, Nick, I think it's it's a lady. And I see. Yes. Um, okay. First of all, does she know that? And she will know now that all four of us lived in Lincoln Square collectively. Hello. At some point. This is a Lincoln Square. This really room. hits home today, guys. Yeah, Nick, you're safe here. Um. This kind of reminds me in a in a tangential way of how I like knew used to know nothing about wine and had to explain wine to tables. And I remember once I was <laughs> I described a wine as a very supple wine. Yeah, but Oh no. <laughs> but the table looked at me like, "Oh, but we know about wine." Uh-oh. <laughs> and did you say it uh, non-ironically? Yeah, it was like it's oh. a very supple wine, and, okay. and they and they looked at me like. And then you like caressed your your own breast. <laughs> I know because that's what you're doing now. I it's wanted awkward. to scream at them. I'm not dumb, and then run away. <laughs> yeah, I think you meant like robust, you know. But instead, you're like, this wine is thick. Very <laughs> this wine is. 
I love it so much. I think the thing about hard liquor, vodka being like for me, vodka getting different tastes and feels. It's like which one doesn't burn so much. Like that's kind of how I feel about vodka. That's such vodka good tasting. advice for anything. Yeah, which one? Which one, which one burn burns in the really, right way? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and if that you, one's for me. Yeah, and if you can't find it, I don't think you're supposed to drink vodka. You know, there's right. just a good chance you don't like it because it's a terrible liquor. Sorry, controversial statement. No, no, no. I, 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 people like some, what they like. I'm not gonna judge them for that. Some people, I have seen somebody, people drink, uh, get a vodka on the rocks before, and that always kind of puzzled me. But I mean, I guess you know, you like what you like, like we're all saying. Um, also, I know there are like, I can just imagine this table constantly, like they're probably trying to outcool each other, and. Um, the fact that one of them's hair goes up in flames is just kind of the perfect, <laughs> um, the firm, perfect cherry on the top of that uh, anxiety um, Sunday that they're probably all feeling at the table. Um, yeah. Now that's a Tito's evening. <laughs> that <laughs> truly such a good ad. It's like frozen on. Sponsored three... by Tito's. Tito's yeah. shill. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I mean, we definitely need to go into that. Like, this is now a new era of just. It used to be that like a group of women, you could like never get them to settle up with a check because we would all be like, I don't have money. You know, we would yeah. just all look around and be like, did someone want to pay? You know, just because I remember being young and all of us being totally cheap. And now it's this new version of like nobody leaves until they've staged their like headshot with four looks like at yeah. a table sort of situation and now you're like you're like do you need a gaffer do you want me to hold it i'll bring in some extra lighting oh, I see and, and like one person has to hold the flashlight uh of one phone on everybody while the other one takes the photo and then people want different phones for different photos when like you can just share the same photo it's a whole lot. We it's a lot. It's a lot it's to ask for yourself. It is. Proper, it is. like, selfie and Instagram uh, etiquette at it, restaurants. Uh, and that's, I, yeah, that's hazard pay. I mean, that is the, if, I mean, the amount of photos that you have to take. Just enjoying slow. a Tito's martini with these sluts. <laughs> Hair on fire as she's saying it. See, that's when you're allowed to strike a guest, is if their head's on fire. I mean, my whole thing is I want someone to come, like, I want there to be, like, a fire extinguisher spraying onto the woman's head when it's like, snap. Like, I did just see that lady. And then the waiter started hitting me out of nowhere. Ma'am, you were on fire. <laughs> the yell for oh, you. I, know, I, know. I don't care. If One I... star. <laughs> Okay. Oh, this one opening the mailbag at Taylor Erica. Here we go. Uh, hi, guys. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. I've been wanting to write in for a while, but your girl gets busy. Okay, so I currently work as a bartender at a Red Robin in Vancouver, Washington. Nice. If you don't know what Red Robin is, you're got to be an idiot. But here's a, no, shouldn't say that. Here's a little insight. Bottomless bullshit, overpriced burgers, and people who take their family of 12 out to eat with 15 coupons and end up eating for under $100. Fun times. I'm not salty or anything. <laughs> this particular story happened on National Cheeseburger Day. Oh, God. Good grief. I looked it up. It was in September. So oh, let's, a, a time and a place. Oh, this God, was I know. this fall. Yeah, I know. We know when National oh, Cheeseburger Day Now we all know. Day <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, did, you, did you dress up? Okay. Uh, this particular story happened on National Cheeseburger Day when Red Robin thought it would be a great idea to do $5 cheeseburgers, all modifications included and valid on to go orders. The entire staff was oh. dreading this day. We were so busy that ticket times were over. Uh, were over one hour, and people were too cheap to buy an appetizer wine constantly about wanting more fries. Does Red Robin give you like endless fries? Probably. Oh, the, the bottomless fries, of course. Oh, bottomless, those ways, bottomless, bottomless bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, okay. Um, you had my wedding at Red Robin, but I don't remember the rest. Okay. Uh, wanting more fries. In the middle of this rush, I, I was sat a 10 top, four adults, and the rest kids. The Karen of the group order for everyone. Nice. Uh, ten cheeseburgers, all well, well done, and each one had specific modifications. I confirmed the orders and dot, dot, dot. And the woman goes, and you can just keep your eye on us so you know to keep just bringing fries while we wait. I replied, <sighs> ma'am, I'd be happy to do this when I'm able to. Our food in the window needs their sides first, so I will try my best to keep them coming, but can't promise I'll have them at the ready. Karen was not pleased. <laughs> 
Over an hour goes by. I've brought over 10 baskets of fries oh, no. to these assholes. <laughs> just cuts to these assholes. And they are wondering where their well, well done cheeseburgers are. I tell them it should not be much longer when she says she wants to cancel the order. Oh, boy. And then there's a little emoji of somebody crying. The food runner comes up behind me with the food, and she shuts up really quick. Fast forward, they hate their dinner and their service. I check them out in a timely manner, and at the end of it all, this woman stands up and takes all of my pens I had in my section, shoves them all in the ramekins of sauce. Oh, shoves them. Shoves, 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 shoves them all in the ramekins. How do you pronounce ramekins? Ramekins. Ramekins. That's what yeah. I always thought. Okay. Of sauce on the table and yells, here's your tip. and throws the slip into a glass of strawberry lemonade. Oh, I like the details of this one. It's good. Needless to say, I got very drunk. The V in very is capitalized, by the way. Very drunk that (laughs) night and moved on to bartending shortly after. Love the podcast, and I've turned a lot of my server friends onto it. Keep up the great work. Godspeed, and don't let bitches sauce your fucking pens. (laughs) Oh, my my God. God. Woof. Don't let that's your great that's phrase. War. That that was, war. That's like the biggest battle. When I wow. first opened that email, I was like, ooh, is this a new industry term? Like when people steal your pens, like does someone just sauce your pen? And then I read the whole story and I was like, oh no. <laughs> someone threw pen. all of her pens into <laughs> literal sauce. It's so fucked oh up. God, We'd like to cancel our order. We're absolutely stuffed to the fucking gills with French fries. Yeah, you brought you. us 10 baskets. We'd like to cancel our food and be mean now. Oh, boy. It what is, a nightmare. I, I, yeah. I was there. Like that's I might have been have uh, well been reading like a uh, you know like some sort of Vietnam uh, memory. Yeah. Um, I know that's probably not a fair assessment, <laughs> but like I think it's on par with like a Popeye's chicken sandwich scenario. That's true. Oh I think God. the delivery of the reading was good, but whatever the um the read whatever it's fine. The read was great. Was the read was great. great. You know you have to wait till award season next year to oh, see well. if this is something that went well. Well. <laughs> We don't hope we make a. We hope we pens. make a uh, 2020 list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Just n- nobody yeah, knows yeah. who we are. We um, we don't have agents. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you. I mean, just everything in that. You just hear it. it just every moment just sounds worse and worse. Oh. Yeah. It's the dance. The dance begins when you, you know, I mean, forget it. That is the number one thing, as we know, that will send a table over the edge, even if you've given them expectations that are realistic, to be like, hey, listen, there's like a line out the door. You're here on National Cheeseburger Day when all this shit is $5. Yeah. Like, it's Look pandemonium. Yeah. I, that's yeah. just the thing, is everyone has blinders I on. with that table every day is National Cheeseburger Day in a way. Yeah. You could you know, be very correct. It could well. be any day, and it would be that much demand. There's, that lady's probably saucing pens all over the She's place. Like, <laughs> her pens. She, like, she goes to the bank and gets mad, you know, and then grabs the extra, she, you she know. Carries she carries sauce. Yeah, she her. keeps <laughs> <laughs> She just, yeah, she does the old, you know, when you were a kid and you're like, hey, this is pretty funny if you pound on a packet of mayo. Yeah. Then... That's how I'll do it. <laughs> That's how I'll show everyone from here on out. <laughs> I wonder if the kid. I used to get so embarrassed by my parents oh, yeah. complaining at, at anything, or almost. I just was constantly embarrassed by my parents. So I wonder if the kids gave a sh- like what what kinds of kids these are. Like if they're gonna give a shit, or they're just like, yeah, mom. I think it's tough because, like, it, you know, you also absorb that energy of your parents, and then you kind of grow up. If you do not get into the service industry and have yeah. your ass handed to you, then you think basically you continue the cycle of abuse. Yes, yes. And someone needs to break the chain. Uh, listen, this is a book called Healing Family Trauma. And I, th- <laughs> I think uh, we need to stop what our parents have done and speak up and be the, the Greta Thunbergs of uh, restaurants. How we're dare we're you. young. <laughs> Bloomberg's? How do you say her name? No, so she, she, her big line was, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Those two stories were just incredible. Um, you guys, if you're listening and you have a great chestnut, a story to send our way, please drop it to our DMs uh, at Sidework Podcast on Instagram. And uh, just FYI, after the new year, we're debuting an email address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going legit. How did you afford that? Yeah, how much that's such a good money for that? Don't ask. We don't even have a Patreon. We we did it. We did it. That's huge. 
Yeah, yeah. No, but we appreciate it. But I think it'll streamline the situation so that uh, I can keep track of all the things lost in our inbox. Yeah, it's hard. Sometimes I open things. Sometimes Brooke opens things. Sometimes things get, you know. But in any case, we'd love to hear from you guys. Al Samuels uh, is here with us, like we said before. And he has a history. We don't know this. We only don't know Al as our uh, improv coach, teacher, cool, mysterious, like, friend like not even friend he's mm. like uh, he's like coach uh, what up coach. guru yeah guru, guru. Is a good <gasps> always a wearer you really you really killed it with boot cut um jeans back in the day did mm-hmm. i with, you were like, one of really the first ah. i did and you always yeah. had like a sharp cool pair of like like boots to go with the boot cut because if we're gonna collared, wear a boot collared button downs, yeah right? it was a rad look probably yeah al okay. samuel's is a, a very sharp dresser. In fact, I uh, still looking good. I complimented his beautiful, what I think is a Pendleton on the way in here. Mm-hmm. But another thing about Al, I used to work at at um, at uh, the uh, cafe Saint Marie where uh, we all worked together, and very regularly, Al would be there early in the morning doing a patternless crossword puzzle, um, and he'd get a. Uh, do you, you recall? I this? do remember that now. He'd yeah. get a cup of coffee, maybe an egg or something, and he just couldn't have looked more studious. That's true. <laughs> Is this yeah. how you were trying to rope in the poon? Yeah. <laughs> yep. That and my, the My Bush Stinks t-shirt. <laughs> I made a rope out of them. <laughs> a rope? And it, yeah, I had so a lot that. of leftover material. You got to start yeah. crafting. Not a lot of poon. But so you, I mean, obviously we don't, you have service industry experience. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was, I did an internship in DC uh, while I was in college. And where'd you go to college? Uh, to Dartmouth. Dartmouth is the conservative uh, one of the Ivies, and one of the conservative ones of the Ivies. So there's really cool people that come out of there. Like uh, Rachel Dratch was in my class. Cool. So, yeah. Hmm. On the other side too, though, like people like uh, Dinesh D'Souza went to Dartmouth too. If you know him, he's like a real conservative. Uh, misunderstood. He's an a-hole, but anyway, he's uh, he's yeah. He, there's it's you get to sort of both sides, but anyway, I was doing some uh, internship in D.C., uh, but then also had a uh, it was unpaid, not a surprise. So I I started waiting tables at a place called the Pawn Shop Restaurant. I wish there was many nightmares. Would people bring in food from their house? That yeah, <laughs> and I mean, that's really. How much? I mean, it just doesn't sound. <laughs> Flavorful, does it? Has this food been brought in? Why does this taste dusty? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. First drink I ever served. You know, because for those of you that haven't gone through serving, there's usually like sort of a training period before they let you like touch the clients with you know (laughs) with their food. You know, you bring their food. Hold on, you got to watch. You got to watch. And but they were like, oh, you're you're catching on. Why don't you? You want to? And it was like two two days before the training time was supposed to end. And they're like, go go serve that table. I was like, I don't know. I'm not supposed to go do it. So they ordered the uh, was a, the clearly couple on a date, and they were just really like, it was their one night out, but they were just very like attractive couple. And so I was like, all right. And uh, I remember the woman ordered uh, I don't know, it was like just a vodka or something, and Tito's vodka. And then the <laughs> um, guy ordered like a very th- big frozen fruity drink kind of. So served the woman her drink first, walked around. I don't know. The guy moved I, but the wrong way, and I just dumped his, the big froofy drink, all over this woman's nice dress. Oh, oh yeah. man. That was just the worst. Oh, that's yeah, rough. First drink I ever served. How old served. were you? Uh, I was probably 19. Wow. 19, 20. Wow. Yeah. You weren't ready to start touching the well, clients. I wasn't. No, no, I wasn't. Yeah. They're like, we were wrong. We were wronged, yeah. But there was one other, uh, one other, uh, uh, there was, because when you first start out waiting tables, you, everything's you're like, oh, I'm gonna screw up, I'm gonna screw up. But after a while, you know, you get you get into the, like anything, you get into like being a an astronaut or waiting tables. You get like <laughs> it just becomes sort of rote, and you're like getting good at it. And uh, you're ten thousand hours, as they say. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Tom, uh, Tim Ferriss. So the um, the. Uh, you get to the point where actually you're helping other new servers out and everything, and you're like, and I had, I had, there were no people in the pawn shop for some reason. They, whatever, they were not at the pawn shop. I had one table. It was like kind of an older guy, and I, so he got like the full force of just. I was like taking care of him, serving. Everything was great, and it was like, okay, well, I have only one table, but at least I'll take care of him. Hopefully, get an okay tip. And the guy called me over, and he was like, come here. And I was like, yeah. And he showed me the bill, and he and he said, "What?" Uh, he showed me that amount that he was going to contest something. He's like, "What? What's uh? What's twenty five cents uh, on top of that bill right there?" And I was like, 
did you uh, did you say twenty five cents? Twenty five cents? What you wanted to? He's like, yeah, yeah. And so he just he made me figure out to give myself a twenty five cent tip. It was sort of like the like digging. He handed oh, me like a oh, shovel and he was like, my, dig your grave. Oh and my then god! It was. I was like, was, it was like, and I had to. I was like, oh. wait, tw- tw- uh, tw- twenty five cents? You think? And he was like, mm, yeah. And uh, so yeah, I just, was I, he old? He was, and he was, and then I just I was like, you know, that it was such a torn moment of being like, oh, he's like an older guy and clearly fixed, but. I realized I'm like I am a horrible person because I wish he would have given me more money. But yeah, yeah, you're a real horrible person for wanting to be paid for that's your just, job. But yeah, it's, exactly, it was I was that's torn. Like the industry, and that's when you're in, and that's the standard, and that's the difficult <sighs> part. Is like everybody agrees to do a thing, and then when they don't do what they're supposed to, chaos ensues. But it know? sounds like this guy wasn't a jerk. It just sounds like no one's ever gotten more than twenty five cents. I think yeah. so because well, there's and 1932. that guy never learned math. Also. No, that's that's it's the big thing. Issue. That's the heart of the matter. This was a story about education. That was. I I'm sorry, so. it wasn't clear. And again, you know, we're in LA, all living our best lives, all reading books like Radical Compassion. Thank you. And you could see, you're like, maybe this guy, you know, what a big treat. Uh, part and of he, me hopes this guy is just a huge prick. Yeah, he, he got into a Bentley. Was that clear? He got into a Bentley. This man is dead. I'm it was sure. Warren like, Buffett. Let's oh, be honest. Yeah, I'm well, sorry. Was that not clear? Warren Buffett's like a straight twenty percent tipper. No more, no less. I waited on him. Do we know that? Yeah, you have. Uh huh. I'm oh yeah, he's all the story on this. I didn't know he's that. The oracle, he's the oracle of Omaha. Yeah, we see him everywhere. I, I, I waited with on him, him uh, at um, at Rosenblatt Stadium, which uh, is the minor league baseball stadium in Omaha. He came to see a game there, and I waited on him uh, at Buca de Beppo. Thank you, Buca <laughs> Bell. Wait, wait for the bell and ding. Um, so was he real good guy? Here's a question: Was it exactly twenty percent, like including? Do you remember, or was it like rounded up? Or did he? I think it was. I I, I don't actually remember. I do not remember okay. that part, but I just remember being like, "Oh yeah, twenty percent." It wasn't like extravagant, but that is not how he made his money. So mm. I respect it. I was always so amused slash annoyed when people would exactly figure out the twenty percent of it was like two dollars and forty one cents instead yeah. of just putting that like it's like just. Oh yeah, like, totally. God. Instead of putting like two fifty, get <laughs> weird when people just, just are like they, when even. they make like, it like um, so it's a it's a even number at the bottom. So it'll like if you're they'll put like eight thirty six, and then it equals like you know forty bucks. That's a special kind of brain, you know. I think yeah. I've done that before too, where I'm like, well, I just wanted to be an even thing, where because you're doing the math for yourself for your ledger, mm-hmm. but you're you're literally giving a, a waiter like 23 cents they have to fucking deal with. Yeah. It's true. And then <laughs> there's, it adds up. It adds it up. Add up. And then there's like some people that just, they don't write in the tip, they just write like a total even number. And then you're like, now you I have, have to, to do math. And then now everyone knows I never mm-hmm. learned how to do math. Oh my God. We could go on and on, but that's not what this week's episode uh, is focusing on, you guys. You guys, we figured after a whole year of recording, we would mm-hmm. really hit the nail on the head and actually talk about Side work. work. Actual side Side work. work. On side work. The titular line. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And the prestige. So here's how I think about side work. I think side work is kind of like the front of house prep, right? So Mm -hmm. it is the little bit of like sometimes annoying, tedious, but must be done work to prep yourself and set yourself up for success for your evening. Yes. In the kitchen, side work is just called work. (laughs) <laughs> it is the whole, or or if you are like a sous chef or you're like you've got your dessert station or salad prep it's all it's called mise en place mise en, that is correct you know yes. yeah so defined side work uh is basically servers typically do work in the restaurant in addition to their main serving tasks server side work consists of duties like refilling table condiments restocking beverage and server stations cleaning of service areas and other function as determined by management so we've got that. And I think we all, you know, can say that's true. That's a true statement. True. Um, but I think it gets a little fickle, right? So if we're really going to break it down through a shift, you have your opening server side work, which would consist of setting up server stations, filling ice, stocking glassware, making your station as nice and set. Well, and you've got the whole different layers of it, too, where, like, the bartender has to have their specific side work to set themselves up. You know, the whole fucking lime. You know, we talk about when... Who's in charge of cutting fruit? Is it the bartender cut fruit for you also? Or does, like... Is there one person in charge of cutting fruit? You know that bartender ain't cutting off an extra slice for me. You kidding? Some places, that's the required... 
duty. Well, it's more that we've talked about. Usually the bartenders go crazy where they're like, who has my knife? It's always some weird little tiny. It's like the perfect pairing knife for my citrus slicing. And they go ape shit. If that lemon knife. (laughs) They go nuts about their lemon knife. That's really what it is. Um, yeah, I'm waiting to jump in because I'm just fully regressing into brunch setup PTSD. Totally. Side work. Absolutely. And we'll get there. We'll get there. But you said ramekins, you know, at the end of that server submitted story. And I was already like, triggered. Triggered. So triggered. triggered syrup and butters. Well, Ugh. one of the things that we, if we're going into specific side work items. Get in there. One of the things was I'd have to clear all the tables completely off at the end of the night. And in the morning, you would even have to refill the little sugar caddies because they would run those through the wash yeah. at night. So you'd have well, to Well, that's fill. a clean restaurant. That is very I gotta clean. I got to be honest. Yeah, that's, that's... I mean, it's it's awesome. You know that why they do it? Because people are so fucking weird. It's their own personal little dumpster. Yeah, Two exactly. Especially the kids. Dumpster. It's totally can true. I, they can, my, can my kid piss in this? <laughs> <laughs> is that what okay? A... Um, so that kind of stuff typically runs down. So like, and we'll get to like, uh, so we, so we have order here to a point, okay. you know. Um, so we've got the opening side work, which like you set yourself up for the night, you know. And then there's a lot of like lingering, waiting for every. You're, you're making coffee, you're making tea, you like mm-hmm. filling ice stations. Um, you have your running side work when things start picking up, where all that stuff just has to be replenished as the night goes mm-hmm. on. And either you do it or like our trusty, amazing bussers help us do that, which is great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but if you're fucking weeded and the restaurant's weeded. And that shit's not getting replaced. I mean, I'm sure we've all been in a ship where it's like, where are the glasses? Yeah, like, or... There's no ice here. <laughs> well, this all sounds like a perfect and orderly system. And it just all really depends on whether or not your coworkers are pieces of shit. Exactly. <laughs> like, whether or not they're actually going to pull their fucking weight and do what they've been told. There's there like, oh, yeah. Oh, Napkin sorry. crisis. Exactly. <laughs> there was this guy named Eduardo who every time he walked in the door, I went, Oh my God, thank God you're working today. Cause he was like the best. Every you didn't have to work about you 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 worked on a cloud that day because Eduardo was there. He was refilling waters, he was restocking napkins, he was doing everything. So like your blood pressure just immediately went down. You never knew when he was gonna work or whatever. So yeah, that that that's the side work that is really important when you're you know, it's not before shift, it's not after shift, it's while you're working. You really need somebody to be Johnny on the spot to help with all that stuff. Or you spiral out of control and you have a panic attack and then you go eat bacon in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you still eat bacon in the bathroom to this day, don't I, it's you? It's the home? only way it tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so that's the thing. It's like if you're not set up again for success and you're like, who was supposed to fucking make the tea? Nobody did. Who was supposed to do this? And then everybody's night is fucked because of it. I mean, I'm having all these because like I was notoriously about usually always walking in 10 minutes late to my shift. And I would Cigarette dangling out of your uh, mouth. (laughs) Tampon string come from (laughs) flapping in the breeze. Giant Louis Vuitton sunglasses on. (laughs) I just, you know, I lived so close to work that I always pushed it. So, and then I was always late. So I'd come bursting in the door already knowing that um, side eye because as I know when I would be on time and begin the side work, the smugness that would just ooze out of me to be like, I already put all the napkins on all the tables, so I guess you can just do it. But I am I have all these memories of you've never seen someone do faster side work than me because I would always make up for the 10 minutes that I was late. And I mean, it was like I was doing parkour. I was just like wrangling tables, straightening them, like tossing napkins. But you have it down to a science because it's what you had to do every fucking shift. Mm -hmm. The restaurant, you know, we would have to line up this middle table two top and if it was wrong the whole flow of the restaurant you'd be bumping into people at the bar while you tried it so it was like this whole thing and you know it's a beautiful place so you're not going to put like fucking painter's tape on the floor to have like the marks you hit but like I have this these really strong memories of learning how to do that so fucking fast because I was always late Totally. Like, don't worry about me. I'm well, on top of it. I mean, yeah. you have like group side work for the whole restaurant. Then you're, yeah. you have your own section and no parties you're having that night too. So then like that's prep onto itself. That is like mm-hmm. that you do all by yourself. Um, and you, you get, it might be like hauling tables and dragging tables back and forth and trying to get things set up. And then you might notice like when you're setting up your section for the night, you're like, who didn't fucking clean their section last night? Yeah. Which is a huge thing. Like to walk into 
like uh, being a bartender to walk in and be like, who didn't fucking break this down? Why is this bar all sticky? Like people not <laughs> doing their work and then it just adds more work for you. Um, in the age of, and I feel like a rat about this sometimes, but in the age of cell phones, <laughs> I have, cause I'm still in the, I work in a kitchen uh, two days a week. I've taken to taking photos of those things <laughs> and sending them to the, to, to my boss uh, because I am a little brat. And I am so like, I am so meticulous about what I do. Um, but yeah, back then it was just like, you didn't say anything, you know, because there was, you're like, oh, fuck, I'll just do this. Now I'm like, um, somebody didn't wipe down the salad station. I think I remember working places where people would straight up call you out, especially closers. If you're a closer, I won't get up to that in a minute. Being well, right, a closer, but you like, have to clean up before you even set up. That is the worst feeling. Oh, yeah. yeah. At Bad Dog, we had a cork board, and I think people like would air their grievances on the oh. cork board sometimes, and put like somebody clean their didn't roll their fucking silverware, Adrian, and like it'd be like up on the cork board. Somebody just wrote hate in yeah. red sharpie. <laughs> and if you're not in, uh, if you don't do a job like this, like if you're just working in an office, it would be like somebody at night coming into your office, mm-hmm. fucking up the office, like yeah. messing it up, and then you have to come rearranging in and be like, all the files. Oh, or I've like gotta clean up my office before I can start working. Your keyboard yes. has like simple syrup all over. <laughs> Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> muddled, muddled mint. My own keyboard your... has symbols. <laughs> yeah, it's like coming in. It's like it's like all your pencils are like nubs when right. you get to work, for sure. So we have the running side work, and then we've got you know closing side work, right? And this is like if you're not the closer, you have the closing side work. Then the closer like assigns to you, or the person that is in the closer is the overlord mm-hmm. who like oversees all the servers, and then have they like done their side work? And a lot of places have checklists, and you have to actually be signed out. So you can then go downstairs and do your report and leave for the night. So it's a lot of power being a closer. The closing night side work is also where the friendships are formed. (laughs) Yep. And you go in and, and you're, you know, when the line kind of settles down, you're like, guys want to drop a few fries for us. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Everybody retires to a closed section to roll silverware together. Mm. We're back in the old days. Anybody want to make out in the walk-in? No. Um, How many many people did you make out with in a walk-in when you worked there? A couple. I, th- I Frenched a couple people. Right. Did you? <laughs> did you still have your bacon from the yeah. bathroom? Watching you, do you wait mean, tables all like, day. Do you mean like me you French kissed a piece of bacon in the walk-in? Yeah, let's be honest. It kind of is like a Thomas. No, a human woman. Um, <laughs> Thank you for the... But also... Uh, and also sometimes Eduardo. He was fucking good at his job. <laughs> Eduardo, Eduardo I mean, would just be like, like come here, like I know lunch. what you need. And I'd be like, I mean, how does he know I need this? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, but uh, closing closing side work specifically, I mean, the number one thing that I that I think of besides, you know, the cleaning the coffee machine and all that stuff is rolling silverware. Of course. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a perfect Zen meditation at the end of a chaotic day. It's like a wash, rinse, repeat. Like yes. Loveliness. It recenters you uh, because we got I was lucky enough. To, at the restaurant that I worked at the longest, the restaurant would close and then you would start your side work mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. You would try and get some of it done beforehand, but like generally everybody stayed another hour after they were closed and got everything done for the next day. And you would just sit there. The last thing of the night was sit there, get a big tub of silverware and some napkins and somebody just sit polishes, there somebody folds somebody and just rolls. sit there and talk and like, bitch about the day and zone and you're out off your feet which is like let's talk your, about that yeah, yeah. get off your sitting. feet and you're like okay i guess i could come back and do this again tomorrow <laughs> this all sounds good and fine and i agree that it is really nice when this happens but there's also the whole like you have to get checked out like and then there's weekly tasks where it's like this is it's yeah. tuesday so we have to clean out the gross fridge it's somebody's job to clean out the fridge yeah, yes it's somebody we have to like dump all the salt and pepper shakers and wash them today and then that's all then weekly side work the next day everybody has to band together and refill all the fucking salt and pepper shakers because it's just like weekly rotation stuff mm-hmm. so i feel like Totally reminds me of this is a sidetrack salt and pepper story. So when I was uh, in, I was like, tw- I was in Omaha, so I was probably working at Buca de Beppo at the time, um, or around. Ding. I went to this thing called the Groundhog Prom. Did you ever do that? I didn't. It's this big dance on Groundhog's Day in Omaha. It's just it's like a big costume ball. It's so fun and like punk rock and like it's really really fun. So uh, my friend Mary and I went as uh, casino wives one year, and it was oh I remember this photo. incredible. Okay, we went to. Um, 
a bar we would frequent afterward, Mary put um, one of her fake fingernails in the salt shaker. And because, uh, you know, you're young and you're an asshole and that's how life is sometimes. And, you know, uh, a year and a half later, one of her friends found it. No. So it'd been a year and a half. Since this establishment had like they are not doing clean their, their work. salt and pepper shakers. Oh, Either that or it's a very heart healthy place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody needs salt. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Everything's seasoned just so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, for guests who do not wait tables, which we know you're out there and you listen with wonder and intrigue, <laughs> like it, it, so many things on your table. And if you're a diner, if you're in a nicer upscale establishment, if you're in a chain restaurant, like good God, we talk about how. Plastic menus harbor just disease and so much bacteria. But, like, dude, keep an eye on your salt and pepper shaker, too. Like, there are just, if your restaurant's not dropping those caps and refilling and, like, giving everything a good hot rinse, um, it's pretty gross. Yeah. I will, if I'm at, like, a a Chipotle or a place like that and I want to get hot sauce for my food, I'll always, even if there's, like, five that are opened, like, Tabasco's, I always go to the one that's unopened unopened and open it because I'm like, this hasn't been touched as much. Yeah, hot sauce I don't mind so much because it's so acidic. I feel like it can't really get you. But that's but I don't even I also didn't even think about that until you said it. I'm just like, oh, hot sauce, great. Happy. Can I yeah, can I pause and say I will I will root this person out. Someone said to me, it was someone in our friend circle. Help me if you remember this. They said they loved the most soaking and cleaning the ketchup bottle caps. Oh, oh yeah. Who said that? Uh, Identify I remember, yourself. But it was on a, an episode. I do not like that part. At all. I don't, was it on an episode? I feel like it was one of our friends. We were talking about side work with them, and then just out yeah. in the wild, they offered up that information, and I was like, it's "You, it's the worst sociopath ever!" Like yeah. having to work with ketchup on a daily basis, especially if you're not a ketchup fan, <laughs> is pretty horrific. Um, when I worked at Rosenblatt Stadium, which was again in Omaha, it's the minor league baseball stadium, which is no longer with us. It was leveled. There's a new stadium up. Um, it's now a parking lot for the is, zoo. It is, but it was very fun. It was a fun, weird and- summer job. To with you and Warren Buffett hooked up. Yes, okay, good. Yes. Um, but we would refill the ketchup there, which I don't even know is like, I guess it's legal, but we'd really have to soak it because it'd get fucking dirty and nasty and like syrupy and sugary on the rim. So you really had to scrub them clean. And the smell was real, real bad of just like old mm. ketchup. And there was a big industrial, <laughs> you'd have to open the giant fucking Get can a of ketchup. ladder. Yeah, basically a stepladder. Dump it in the vat, and then it'd be like you'd pull like a little lever, and then the funnel would funnel out ketchup, and you'd stop it, and that's how you would refill the ketchup. Mm-hmm. And it was like you'd have to soak that shit because shit got real nasty. And it's they weren't refrigerated. You'd have to do it every night, so it's like just corroded, gross ketchup. Blech. Like, and we'd have I'd have to be like this bottle's like dead. We can toss it right, and I'd have to get like management to like okay it. <laughs> to approve yeah, the bottle. Yeah, to get like, a new bottle. Why don't you marry that with a super full one? <laughs> yeah. Go, <laughs> <Yo>, brat. <laughs> what do you think we are, Ketchup Bottle Incorporated? Can we all name our least favorite or favorite side work? Al, want to think about it? Yeah, I the ketchup thing is a big. That's probably it, man. Just the we the, had your to, favorite. No, least no. <laughs> is it favorite or least favorite? You they can said give least a, fa- a fave and a least fave. Oh yeah, or no. you can least favorite was ketchup. Like was marrying them too. Marrying the getting day. ordained. Just hated it. Just it destroyed the term marry for a long time. Everybody like, had a good marry uh, marrying ketchup. ketchups. Joke, I was like, these the two ketchups do not want to be married. This is exactly. a shotgun wedding <laughs> of these two. That was always disgusting. It's like inbreeding. It was, yeah. I'm trying. You know what we were talking about? I was trying to decide which I which I liked better. I I think I do like closing. Closing was better because you do like you get the fellowship, the fellowship of mm-hmm. the of the craft. With well, it's your, over. It's, it's over. over. Yeah. The opening side work is like the fucking sh- calm before the shit storm. Yeah. So it's a little anxiety riddled. So I did like that. So I I did I agree with the silverware thing. I think that was my probably favorite was the rolling of the silverware because it felt it, it also felt there was like a, a Japanese zen of like doing a, a a job together. It was like making a little package of the silverware and being like, I wonder where this where I'm going to set the ship to sail and I wonder what table it's going to land on. <laughs> what a little adventure yeah, this is going to be on. That's funny. That's funny. That see that's interesting because my mind would go to places like that too. Like I wonder who's going to get this one. Mm. 
Will they be kind? Like, because yeah. you're just like. And then you you'd know. remove a fingernail and put it in. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, I better stick it in my you butt. Finger, fingernail. I hate people. Um, so, I, yeah. So. Uh, one, I, I think we, yeah, ketchups. You know, ketchups don't stick out in my mind. Um, but there was one thing that we did the cleaning the um, glass coffee urns at the end of the night. I found very satisfying. Um, with the salt and the ice with and the, the salt and the lemon. ice and the sometimes vinegar. There was just something like it actually worked. Like it actually <laughs> like it just worked. You were like that's it, a hack I can get behind. Yeah, like, it, it like it cleaned the thing. And you're like, at f- first time I did, it was like, okay, so <laughs> you put salt and a lemon in here, okay. But I was like, it's working anyway. Um, I d- I'm not a, and the thing I hate the most is I don't like sweeping because especially at a restaurant, because then you start to discover sticky stuff. And then you're like, with these animals, there's like half a Reuben in the corner of this room. What are you doing? Did you throw your Reuben? Who are you animals? So I think sweeping was my least favorite. I did love the coffee, it, coffee urns and folding uh, the, uh, at the end of the night. Especially with a, a nice cloth napkin, mm-hmm. even a paper napkin, but a cloth napkin, there was just something very. I was like, this is a skill. Anyway, so those. Um, I'm gonna go bartender. Yeah. Uh, for a minute, um, making Bloody Mary mix was really fun for Ooh. me because I made fucking amazing Bloody Marys. Mm. So it was always really fun to like the the task of like having all my bottles of tomato juice that then I'd have to get like half full to like then fill my ingredients and fill them back up. It was very scientific and like, you know, it was very, very fun. Um, that was really good. And as far as like the worst, I don't know. I, I don't, I guess probably having to like clean sometimes the soda machine and like, like de-sludging it and like realizing that like, no one has cleaned it in a minute. No. We'd like colonies, soak a gun for the night and you come out and there'd be like a weird slimy thing on the bottom of the cup and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> would you soak I the, would. Uh, would you soak the spouts in the sparkling water? Yep. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. If you always do sparkling water too, like what is that doing for it? Oh, that cleans it real good. <laughs> no need to do anything else. This has got it. I want to talk about candles. Did you guys? Oh fuck yeah! Fucking candle it's side like clean work. Motives and stuff. Oh god, this. That's I mean, true. I got this Look down this. to a science because. So I my last job was a very fancy place called James, and I love the owner so much. Hey Deborah, if you're ever listening, shout out. All we ever have to say are nice things about you. But she a fancy bitch and did not buy things that were practical for a restaurant. It was like mm. a lot of beauty over practicality, and so all the votives were these like delicate and just Whoa. sort of like um they were uh, just like distressed the glass 20 to a box like clear cheap yep and it like you'd be like all right three soldiers down again tonight <laughs> and you're in there because the only way so you have to get boiling water yeah. then top off all of so the candles fun. and then begin the delicate yeah. surgery oh, of using God. like a that fucking one butter, butter knife, knife. <laughs> you pop it out just so oh. and when it pops out nicely Oh God, but it's like playing the game operation because then you'd be like, here we go. And then be like, crack, burst. And then you'd be like, Deborah. She'd be like, stop breaking them. And you're like, you have literal like ancient Mayan ruins. I had to get three stitches on my knuckle one time from baking a votive and getting sliced open. I had to go to urgent care and get get stitches. Oh shit. Mm -hmm. That's a dangerous one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need something that's going to be like fondled by a five-year-old on, on, yeah. the, on the table. Can we say that on the air? Yeah. <laughs> did I just say fondled say by handle. a five-year-old? Okay. God damn it, James. I guess it's There's your t-shirt. worse if you say it like the other way. <laughs> yeah. You guys never switched to like the like the kerosene, like the oil, whatever, oil lamps, no. oil if lighting? it looked pedestrian, it wasn't happening in no. our restaurant. Because that's the other, my other PTSD is... We did do brunch, but fuck you. We weren't going to look like we had brunch. So everything, because this is like, no, you don't, we don't put bottles of ketchup on a table. 
Are you fucking kidding me? That's like for poor people. You get a ram and and you would uh, you'd have to just do tr- and and this was the tiniest restaurant. And I mean, I had it down to a Tetris science where it's like nobody can move this coffee urn because I need this eighth of an inch for the tray of butters and syrups and ketchups, which all have to be brought out piecemeal, piecemeal, piecemeal every time. And you know, people are fucking assholes about sauce in the morning about brunch. I want it. And you just you're bringing out so many. So- and so then you have to wash all that stuff and then go put away the ugly brunch gear because everyone's like, get that out of our sight. And you'd have to go hide it in the basement until the next weekend. But that was my setting it up and breaking the whole goddamn thing down. Ugh. I just got feels of those those oil votives, though, because they'd come in the big packet that was cardboard. Yeah, I know, and then I'm they'd familiar. spill and there'd be oil everywhere and they'd have it like all over your hands. And mm. But way to bring up the votives because that's a whole nother level. Dangerous. Also polishing glassware. Well, I polishing glassware, good God, right? It reminds me of a time I cut myself. I Ooh, ran. I, I see ran, you squirming. I yeah. know. I ran my finger on the top of a lid or a, the top of a, a glass that had been chipped and I didn't know it. Oh, fuck. And my finger, I just watched it sink down Ugh. into the. It was like, it. Oh, my God. I still think about it like as one of just like the cringiest things. Like, I, I hate it. But yes. I mean, if we're going there. Cutting fruit, like you're gonna get, you gonna get cut. Angle sting. Yeah. Yeah, luckily lemons in my life, shit doesn't hurt at all. No, <laughs> open cut. no not, not at all. Not That's why you need that lemon knife. Because yeah. That's why I tell you guys to go put back, the lemon knife, and now I'm bleeding. It's everyone else's fault. And that was my bartender. Side work is dangerous, as I think what we're, we're as our takeaway. It is. From I think it's, I, I think so. It's because, you know, when you're going down those. Cellar stairs too, you know, to go oh put away gosh. the shameful Shit. brunch attire. <laughs> um, shame brunch. Shame brunch. You know, I fall downstairs. Uh, but also, like, like not properly handling like urns of coffee. If someone didn't mm. put the spout back in and secure it, we all know we've seen people who pick it up and the lid isn't secured, and then it is just third degree burn central mm-hmm. hot coffee. It hurts. Or when someone like you have the AirPods and someone has made a pot of coffee, but then yep. someone thinks it's empty and they start another pot of coffee, yep. and you come back and there's fucking coffee yeah. everywhere. Everywhere. Mm. Oh, that's boy, when oh, I. Boy. That's when I find out who those people are, and I just start fucking Take- saucing pens. <laughs> yep. yep. Start you know? taking photos and sending them right pens. to them. Yeah. I I, I, I slam a Tito's, <laughs> and I just start saucing pens. Yep. And I do Bitches. have. To, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I have to mention for the record, uh, also like working at places that had unusual entryways or something like because you know my hatred for the candle cafe one of my side work uh (laughs) situations was they had a gigantic amethyst on one of their you know just like huge raw crystals on the shelves where you'd go pick up your takeout food or whatever and literally it was like bro can you go polish the crystal and like to anyone else you know you're thinking like oh the glassware or whatever they're like no we need you to get some like moon water (laughs) and it needs to be in like this container don't use that cloth use this cloth and i was like handling and polishing these rocks and then you'd have to dust off the cookbook anybody who uh, that was always on display to buy of the stupid owner and his stupid face and you'd just be dusting it off like fuck you bart i didn't mind weird tedious stuff because i have like a real like idle hands you know kind of i always have to be doing something because i'm just standing there i'll go crazy i like leaning and having a bad ad (laughs) (laughs) where i I hear you i I like saying stuff like why don't you make me I'm also just a fan of like being being goofy, like waiting for something to do, for sure, and then getting yelled at to go do side work because I'm just being goofy. And I, just special shout out to the Putter Boss sisters who worked at Trader Todd's and, and used to, to polish have to the boat, p- polish the boat, and oh, clean God. the actual pirate boat that was inside this. Tell tiki people, bar. yeah, that aren't from Chicago what the what the boat is. Oh, the Trader, Trader Todd's. Todd's. Yeah. Trader Todd's. We've I think in the past episode. So Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds owns this bar. Um, it is a tiki. Nautical themed bar with fresh juices um, that does karaoke every night of the week, and there is a whole boat in the front. Can you sit in the boat? I've never sat in the boat. I didn't even realize. Al, are you aware? I think. Are you thinking? I don't know. I'm not sure. (laughs) I know that there is the boat though, and that you've been. Yeah, but I have. I I can't remember. It was a long time ago. A long time ago. Long time ago. They might be closed. Yeah. Who knows? Don't quote me on that. I don't know this for sure. I don't think it was a working boat. Let's just say that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I don't think it's sailed. That makes sense. 
excitement, but their time may have. Um, but I think the takeaway is you get injured with side work, yeah. and it's not optional. You, no. The restaurant, no run. Restaurant, no run, no worky. You have with to no do it. With no side work done. Um we had to, a, a restaurant, Peter Christian's Tavern in Hanover, New Hampshire, is some place we had to work, and it was both so lovably so like it's a place you had to work. You have to work. <laughs> <laughs> you got to work. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you got to work there. No choice. But the uh, I guess so, so we had to we had to uh, always serve our own soup. We had to do our own soup, and the kitchen was really packed in, and Ugh. we had these little earthenware bowls that were not. Uh, um, standard size so some of them were easy to scoop uh, soup into some of them were not and the, the thing would not quite fit in there and you're supposed to set it down I mean it was just not a, a safe environment you were supposed to set it down put it in but people had their, their shit all over the place they were also prepping all this stuff so sometimes you would hold the bowl and you would take this piping hot French onion no. soup oh and you'd be like please it, please please you, every time it was a prayer and you'd be like please 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 and this Always an errant tentacle of French onion would, like a man of war, would like no. stretch out and wrap around your arm. It was. It was just like a <laughs> little finger would come out I'm, and wrap I'm looking, at, I'm looking at your wrist right now, and I was really like, are. do you self harm? Uh, yeah, well, that, yeah, it just depends on which one you're like a huge quiet please sign <laughs> above the, the station. Just, no. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> oh that's great oh that's so good <laughs> they were so speaking of being precious too about stuff uh they loved these handmade earthenware dishes and uh there was a guy in the upper valley in new hampshire vermont that made these things and they and were he would sit in the kitchen in a corner he's like i hand fired these. i do not yeah well actually he he went mia and we were slowly <gasps> breaking the earthenware would be broken until i'm not joking someone would finish a meal because we were so low on stuff be like thank you so much are y'all done like could take that plate <laughs> take the plate run to the goddamn dishwasher be like wash quick 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 <laughs> so we'd serve it to the next person and and there was we, we were there was some day we were ever slammed and we were like this we're like oh we're out. we've got three mugs left everything's down and like a like a like a like a um, Jesus coming out of nowhere. All of a sudden, we look over in one part of the kitchen, and there is a guy in an apron, covered in ceramic dust, and he is the guy. We've <laughs> for like three years. We're like, is that the guy? And he has delivered the earth, the new earthenware. Oh really and, and, you, and then wow. you get the soup bowls, and you're like, they're all fucked up, and you're gonna get <laughs> burned, and like. Yeah. I like too that you run out and you go up to a table with a manager, and you're like. We want to apologize in advance. Your soup's going to be served in a regular bowl. Yeah. Um, well, we understand, I, this is We understand if you, um, we can just comp it. This is, uh, is unorthodox. If you want to come back. Wow. So um, sorry. He has a, it, it is summer. He has a lot of craft fairs. Sorry. He's attending currently. Um, your weird earthenware bowls with like Not little folk faces is what I <laughs> picture them. Hobbits painted like, on the side. Very rough. To the touch. <laughs> like it's National Cheeseburger Day. What am, how am I supposed to eat my soup on this? Red rabbit. Regular bowl. Yum. Oh my God, you guys. Well, good. Good talking about side work. Uh, we did it. We finally just, you know. Finally. It was the elephant in the room this whole sure year. It was. We finally did it. Uh, here's my tip uh, vote in November, please. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, Al Samuels, for joining us. You'll have to come back. Thank you. I like this group back together. Yeah, this, this is, is really fun. fun. I think this is what we were meant to do for all the, the big time. issues. Yeah, at least yeah. we're just waiting for Brian to sit in the corner to make it complete. Right. <laughs> and I'm thinking about getting back together with Tony, my ex-husband, just oh. so we can all really relive the old days. Uh, you really thinking about that? We nope. do that for our improv team. <laughs> I certainly would. That's insane. I'm gonna go kidnap Chris Alvarado. <laughs> Tony Tony Llewellyn doesn't live too far away from here. That's true. He'd come. He's lovely. He'd do it. Yeah. It's not hard. He's a Janus. Look, I'm a fart city for life so. Yeah, exactly. You're the uh, Nobody knows what any of this means. It's fine. But um, awesome topic. Awesome guest. Everybody, we see you. We feel you. We know your pain of doing the side work. Uh, but go out there. Try not to harm yourself. Uh with jagged edges and errant ketchup bottle caps. Yeah, and, uh, just refill those uh, sugar caddies if you like to get uh, real specific and line them up all like word side up. 
Marie Kondo the shit out of your side work. I think we can all, you know, aspire to be more elevated. Yeah in our organization um but send us stories shout at us about your favorite least favorite side work or yeah. if there's something really glaringly obvious we missed or something you want to tell us about that's uh, real strange and specific to your job tell us rate and review us if you haven't listened to us over on the old apple podcast you can listen to us on spotify we're out there come find us don't let bitches sauce your fucking pens and Godspeed and good, good tips. tips. Hey, side work listeners. If you like what you're listening to here, we think you'd love the podcast Weed and Grub. Hosted by Emmy-nominated comedian Mike Glazer and former High Times editor Mary Jane Gibson, Weed and Grub is a comedy and culture podcast that the big old comedy website Vulture called a never-ending quest to have a good time. Spark up, chow down, and listen to Mike and Mary Jane swap stories with legends like David Crosby, Jim Belushi, Trixie Mattel, comedian Ron Funches, graffiti artist Claw Money, Michelin star chefs, and titans in the cannabis industry. Light one up, check them out. Weed and Grub, available wherever you listen to podcasts. My bush stinks. <laughs>